0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Gets You Cooking, the podcast revisiting the way we look at food, cook it, and share it. This is Virginie, your host, and today my guest is Jen Midow from Mom Buds, and she's going to give us her perspective on food. Jen launched Mom Buds with Denise about a year ago. It is a fitness lifestyle community designed to help women take care of their bodies and create life changing results through exercise and nutrition. Hello, Jen. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. And let's dive in right now. Can you just tell us a little bit more about what is it that you're doing at MomBuds?
1: Yeah, so at MomBods, we're trying to be a motivating and inspiring resource for moms who are maybe struggling with their own body image after having kids, struggling to make things work, living a healthy lifestyle, but being really busy and tired, um, and also just trying to make it work feeding yourself healthy food and feeding your family the same healthy food, right? A lot of moms want to be on a diet, right? But that doesn't always work if you're trying to feed your kids the same food.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We all know that struggle.
1: Yeah, right?
0: (laughs) So how how did you get started? You know, being interested in uh, in food, especially related to um, to helping moms.
1: So I think my journey started when I was a kid. I really struggled with my body image as a kid, and I had an eating disorder starting around adolescence. I wasn't really brought up around a lot of whole food. I definitely was in the microwave food generation. Um, so a lot of sugar, a lot of low fat, which, of course, now we know isn't the best way to go. Um, And then I had all these eating issues, right? And then as I grew up and got education in fitness and nutrition, and then started working in the fitness industry, I didn't want people to go through the same things that I went through. And I know as a mom that our kids are looking at us, right? And we need to set the example so that our kids don't have those Body image issues and bad relationship with food that I had
0: wow that's uh yeah, that's an interesting uh, mission, and that's uh there is a lot to do in this area
1: yes, and I see in my daughter too she's ten, and around this age, you already start to see some of those body image issues right, and comparing ourselves to uh other girls and
0: yeah, it does start early, yeah. And it's
1: tough, right? And so how can we establish a healthy relationship with food for ourselves when we're going through our own body image issues after having kids, right? And then let our kids see that and be able to relate to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So regarding the the cooking aspect of things, you know, like I... I think it's, you know, of course, a balance of things, as you said, it's not only the food we put in our bodies, but also how we use our bodies and, you know, work out and everything. But what gets you cooking? What is inspiring to you when you're in your kitchen?
1: So I'm very whole foods, I would say have sort of a um, paleo mindset um, where we try and reduce processed food as much as possible and just eat from the earth. Um, and, but things that are easy to cook, right? Where we're not spending a long amount of time. I use my slow cooker a lot too. And then things that the kids can get involved in as well with chopping foods and mixing and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I, I just trying to, I know a lot of people say that kids should have a fun experience with food. And for some of my family members, that means they should be having, you know, Oreos and food like that. But we try and limit that and create fun with food by making our own cookies or cupcakes or whatever it may be. And then we try and reduce the amount of sugar and increase the amount of fat, healthy fats that we're getting as we do that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's, uh, it's important to have the kids exposed as early on so they can get involved and interested in. Um... In all kinds of foods, not not just what's um, what's already made for you.
1: Yes, and knowing that that work that we have to put in the kitchen is part of it. Absolutely, right. And trying to get a good experience around that, so it doesn't seem like it's always a chore. Um, but know that you do have to put some time into that if you're going to take care of your body.
0: And how how is that going on a like you know maybe not daily basis but weekly basis? Do you think that they help you once a week or how often would you say that the whole family cooks together?
1: Uh, On the weekends. Yeah. The weekdays are definitely tough with that, but we try and do as much food prep as possible on the weekends so that things are pretty easy to grab and go through the week.
0: Yeah, I think that's very smart. And that's what I'm seeing more and more people doing at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think it's very helpful.
1: Yeah, especially once your kids are in that school age and you're sort of running around all over the place, taking them to school and then after school activities. And there's not always time to have a sit down meal together for dinner and whatnot. But of course, we don't want to just let the nutrition slide because we're busy during the week.
0: So what's uh, your favorite food or your favorite tool of the moment?
1: Ooh, uh, Well, I would say we're doing a lot of uh, the vegetable noodles right now. The zucchini noodles and um, squash, butternut squash noodles, beet noodles, The kids that seem to really take to that, especially when I put them in things like last night, we had a green curry chicken that I added the zucchini noodles to. And once they get to that right consistency, they're soft enough that the kids will really take to them. It's a great way to get extra vegetables in them.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And uh, I'm curious about the tool now that you've mentioned the zucchini noodles. (laughs) What do you use? How do you, make, do you make them at home? Do you buy them already made?
1: So a mix of both. I, I use the spiralizer <laughs> uh, on the weekends, but sometimes, you know, a lot of the grocery stores now, they have those noodles that you can buy pre-made and it's definitely yeah. one of those things that if I'm short on time, I will just run and grab those.
0: Yeah, that is helpful.
1: Yeah. We also do a lot of smoothies as well, which have been popular for a long time now, right? But um, I always add in spinach and or kale, um, sometimes some green powders and algae powders, and then mixing in things like chia seeds, hemp seeds as well. You can just put so many things in there that aren't always the easiest things to get kids to eat. Mm -hmm. And it's so quick and easy, right? Throw everything in a blender and then that's meal for the whole family.
0: Yeah, I think that is very helpful because you can do it even in the morning if you have everything set up. Yes. It's definitely helpful. I remember my daycare, actually, the, the lady who cared for the kids, she was doing a lot of smoothies for mm-hmm. the babies because some of them were really picky. Right. And that was her way of including beets and spinach and all of that, blend yes. in with the bananas. Right. And they love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always found that when my kids were babies too, I was surprised that more people didn't use smoothies for their babies, right? We're always making these baby purees that have really cooked food, right? Mm-hmm. We cook them for long periods of time, but we don't seem to give babies smoothies with the fresh raw foods in them, um, which maybe isn't good when they're six months old, but once they're getting past a year, right. To give them more of that, I thought was great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very, um, very nice and easy way to get more veggies.
1: Yes. And then, um, For anyone, too, that feels like they're short on time on weekdays, one of my go-to's if we're having a really busy week, really short on time, is just slow cooker and some sort of meat, right? Whether it be like a roast beef or chicken, throw it in the slow cooker, Throw in some frozen vegetables and a little bit of bone broth and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's also a very good, um, a very good thing to use. And at the moment, more and more people are using um, the instant pot. Yes. That's really similar to a slow cooker. And um, right. you can have, you have so many great recipes with it now. And as you said, it doesn't have to be fancy or take a lot of time. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. helpful for working moms.
1: Right. I actually haven't gotten into the instant pot yet, although I've seen it around a lot. But one thing that I really love about the slow cooker is how easy it is in the morning to throw everything in there. But then your house just fills with that aroma of the food through the whole day. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Helps to build everyone's appetite.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So. Talking about appetite, it's, um, right, it brings me right to my next question for you, that's how do you share your food? Uh, within our family or? Yeah, in general, whatever take you want to take on it. So
1: I would say that we are not very fancy, right? We're not big on um, the way we present food. And part of that is probably just because of um, my kids are quite young still, um, but I would say that the favorite our favorite way to share our food is outside, right having our meals outside and enjoying nature as we are eating it seems to calm everybody down too. I feel like the kids really get more into their meals when they're outside, whereas when they're inside they tend to be a little bit more rambunctious than running around
0: yeah that's a that's a very interesting perspective. In my last week, in my solo cast, I was just saying that, you know, I was also inspired of talking about simplicity because we went camping, so eating outside. And yeah, I think there is something to it, definitely.
1: Right. Even just that, like when you're camping, cooking over a fire or, you know, if you're at home, cooking over the barbecue is just seems like a different perspective on food. It feels more primal for sure than um, when we're inside cooking over the stove in the oven, I always feel like it's a more enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, I think you need to take your time and you really need to, uh, for me at least, think about things in a simpler way, like less tools, less dishes, and all of that. So,
1: yes, that dishes is a big part, right? I feel like on my busiest nights, the dishes can really turn me off from wanting to cook anything.
0: Yeah. That is very true. I think a lot of people (laughs) will recognize themselves in that.
1: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And then I I would also say one other thing that really inspires me um, in food is that I definitely have a sweet tooth. And I've had to learn over the years how to prepare desserts and sweets without using real sugar so that I can uh, stay healthy and stay fit. Um, and then of course I want to share that with my kids, right? It's always a fun experience having things like cake and ice cream with kids. Um, but how do we indulge in these things without derailing our healthy lifestyles? Right? So I've learned how to use a lot of, um, almond flour, coconut flour, using alternative sweeteners like stevia and monk fruit um, as we cook. And then that becomes a lot of our sharing experience with the kids too, is when we're creating those dishes together and finishing them off too, right? The icings and the sprinkles and all
0: of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is very helpful. And it's nice to share those resources. So what do you, what do you share with those moms that you're helping with mom buds?
1: So we try and share tips that will make it easier for them to enjoy healthier foods with their families, um, as well as how to fit fitness into your lifestyle. So we focus on um, expressed workouts, 10 to 15 minute workouts, so that you, know, you don't have to go spend two hours at a gym every day and you can get what you need through that workout. So then you have more time to do things like spend time in the kitchen or spend time with your kids.
0: Yeah, I think that's very useful. I'm following that kind of model for my own lifestyle. So I agree completely.
1: Yeah, um, and we're also just trying to help people have a better body image, right? Especially after having kids, a lot of us tend to feel uncomfortable in our own skin and maybe set some unrealistic expectations of what we should like or maybe it's society that sets those expectations for us
0: yeah being French I can relate to that I hear I mean being in the U.S. it's kind of interesting or having traveled I would say more than being in the U.S. I, f- I feel that this is less of a little bit less strong here but every time I go back <laughs> it is very very strong yeah but, perfect woman image body that you are expected to get back to quickly right
1: absolutely and I think the idea of a mom bod right if we all think about our own mothers it wasn't as much of a concern right to um be super fit and have all this muscle tone that's expected now after having kids um, and women were a little bit more covered up back then. Right. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, we're seeing on social media, celebrities that have babies and six weeks later, they're showing off their abs, it's the bar pretty high for the average woman when, you know, in that postpartum period, most of us just want to focus on nurturing our babies and breastfeeding rather than hitting the gym and being on strict diet.
0: Yeah. So when did you start this business? Um, We've been doing it for about a
1: year now. Um, So Denise, my business partner, and I were both personal trainers. And most of the women that we work with are in that 30 to 50 age category. And we just saw so many women suffering with this bad body image, right? And really wanting to get to that point where they're looking good in their bikinis. But it's almost like we have these mental roadblocks we'll get to the gym and we'll try and focus on the way that we're eating but eventually we hit that mental roadblock and it's it's almost a negativity right that we can't get past and we feel so down on ourselves that we just end up giving up so we're trying to give women a more realistic path so that you can get to that point that you want to get by being moderate in your approach to fitness and nutrition rather than feeling like you have to go so hard two hours in the gym every day and eating really lean, which always ends up failing, right?
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So is that a membership base? Can you tell us a little bit more of how it works and uh, who can join? Does it have, you know, to be local? Is it all online?
1: So it's all online. Um, We have a Facebook page. It's under MomBods, um, and anyone can like our Facebook page. We also have our blog. It's mombods.ca, and then we will be launching a subscription-based service for our private page. Um, Right now, we're allowing anyone to join our private page. So if they just like our public page, then they can go to um, sign up for our private page for free. But eventually, we're going to start the subscription-based service for that.
0: All right. And so once you joined, how does it work? Yes. So in the
1: private page, which we call the MomBod Squad community, um, you get daily workouts. So at the beginning of every month, we release seven workouts for the first seven days. And then you repeat those seven workouts throughout the month. So it gives you that workout program to focus on. And then every month, it changes the workout program. And we also just try and provide that community sense within the group. So everybody working together, uplifting each other sharing advice um, as we go through the month Mm,
0: very interesting i like that good what is one of the best tip that you have given to those women or that you've heard you know and received yourself
1: um so one of actually an article that i just wrote was about um six pack abs and how this seems to be the goal for so many people right is having that nice definition in the abdominals and a lot of women come into personal training with that goal of the really lean stomach. But um, this article that I wrote was really telling women that the healthy body fat percentage for women, 21 to 32%. And at that body fat percentage, we don't have defined abs. And so many women spoke to me after this article because they really, really appreciated it. It was something that they didn't know. Um yeah, I, I think talked, everyone should hear that. Right. And so we talked about you know what it takes to have those abs. Your body fat percentage has to be between 9 and 15%. And it's not that we can't get to that point, but you're going to have to sacrifice a lot to get to that point. And for most moms, we don't want to make those sacrifices, right? Because we want to be able to enjoy life with our families. So and that means enjoying food and not being in the gym all the time. Um, and even if we can get to that, body fat percentage our bodies don't naturally want to stay there so you'll get there and then that body fat will start to creep back on because we need that amount of body fat in order to have a hormonal balance that's normal fertility um, and just the maintenance of good general health prevention of chronic disease
0: all right well thank you that's a great note to uh to end the show today and i want to thank you so much for coming and joining us and giving all those great tips.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Once again, where people can join you is on the Facebook page at MomBods.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And you can sign up for free. So take advantage, people. Right.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
0: Have a great day today.
1: Yes, thank you. Have a great day as well. Bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. If you like what you heard, leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. I'll share all the resources and the show notes on the website at whatgetsyoucooking.com. See you next Tuesday! Bye!